This is Optimal Living Daily Relationships, Episode 186. Rejecting people is hard to do. Why people fail to turn down unwanted dates by Samantha Joel with scienceofrelationships.com. And I'm Joss Marie, the woman who narrates to you from some of the best relationship blogs in the world every weekday free of charge. Here on OLD Relationships, I bring you dating, I bring you breakups, I bring you marriage, parenting, and anything in between. And yes, it's always with permission from the authors. In today's post, Samantha Joel explains why people's desires to avoid hurting others' feelings may be part of what leads to so many incompatible relationships. If you have any topic requests you'd like me to cover here on the show, please visit oldpodcast.com. We'd love to hear your recommendations. But before you do, let's hear today's post and start optimizing your life. Rejecting people is hard to do. Why people fail to turn down unwanted dates by Samantha Joel with scienceofrelationships.com. Relationships frequently fall apart due to irreconcilable incompatibilities. Sometimes these incompatibilities are so large that they seem like they should have been obvious from the start. For example, one person wants children, the other partner doesn't. One person is deeply religious, the other isn't. Why don't such deal breakers prevent relationships from getting off the ground in the first place? Why do people so frequently wind up with incompatible romantic partners? Some time ago, I wrote a post about how single people can readily call to mind all of the traits and features that they are looking for in a mate. Yet these preferences seem to go right out the window when people make real-life dating decisions. Research consistently shows that what people say they want in a partner has virtually no bearing on who they actually choose to date in a laboratory setting. And yet, once people are in established relationships, they are happier with those relationships when their partners match their ideals. In other words, we all know what we want in a romantic partner, but we often fail to choose dating partners based on those preferences. This is despite the fact that choosing romantic partners who possess the traits that we prefer would probably make us happier in the long run. Clearly, the human mate selection process and our decisions about our partners have room for improvement. My colleagues and I recently explored one way in which dating decisions may get derailed, concern for the other person's feelings. In order for a person to select only dates who meet their ideals, they have to filter out all the other available and interested dates who don't meet their ideals. However, human beings are pro-social animals. We don't like to reject people, and we don't like to cause other people pain. Rejecting undesirable dates may be quite difficult to do, perhaps harder than we anticipate. And this desire to avoid hurting others' feelings may be part of what leads people to start to build relationships with people who don't meet their ideals. I tested these hypotheses with Dr. Jeff McDonald and Dr. Rima Tepper. In two studies, we brought single undergraduate students into the lab and presented them with a dating profile that ostensibly belonged to a fellow student. In study one, we made the potential date seem undesirable to the participants by pairing it with an unattractive photograph. 
In study two, for each participant, we paired the dating profile with traits that the participant had previously identified as personal deal breakers. For example, if the participant had said in a previous survey that they would never date a person who was highly religious or a smoker or a person who voted conservative, then the dating profile they received would indicate that the potential date was a highly religious conservative smoker. Alternatively, the potential date could be made to be an atheist liberal non-smoker or some other combination of traits, whatever was inconsistent with the participant's personal preferences. In both studies, some participants were randomly assigned to the hypothetical condition. These participants were told that we had been unable to schedule anyone for their session and so the dating profile was from a previous session. They were asked to imagine that the person was in the lab and ready to meet them and tell us what they would choose to do if the situation were real. Other participants were randomly assigned to the real condition in which they were led to believe that the potential date was actually in the lab and ready to meet them. We found that people were much more likely to agree to a date with the undesirable suitor when they believed the situation was real rather than hypothetical. In study one, only 16% of people in the hypothetical condition predicted that they would agree to a date with the unattractive potential partner, but 37% of participants in the real condition actually agreed to a date with the unattractive potential partner. Similarly, in study two, 46% of participants in the hypothetical condition predicted that they would agree to a date with the incompatible potential partner. However, 74% of participants in the real condition agreed to a date with the incompatible potential partner. In both cases, we found that our effects were partially explained by concern for the potential partner. When people thought that the potential partner was actually in the lab, they were motivated to avoid hurting that person's feelings, significantly more so than the people who were only imagining the scenario. And that helped to explain their willingness to agree to go on a date with this person. This research suggests that rejecting dates from people who don't meet our ideals is easier said than done. Although we like to think of ourselves as being choosy and selective, when actually faced with an opportunity to go on a date with someone, it's difficult to turn the date down because doing so might cause the person pain. In future work, my colleagues and I will investigate what the long-term consequences of this phenomenon might be. How far might people be willing to go to avoid rejecting someone? On the other hand, incompatible pairings might just fizzle out after a date or two as the would-be partner's flaws become increasingly obvious. On the other hand, research suggests that our empathy for a person tends to grow as we get closer to them. So our motivation to avoid rejecting a person may only strengthen, not weaken, as the new relationship develops. Either way, these findings suggest that in order to wind up with an ideal match, it's important that we overcome the pain of rejection. Not just the pain of experiencing rejection, but the pain of inflicting it as well. You just listened to the post titled, Rejecting People is Hard to Do. Why People Fail to Turn Down Unwanted Dates by Samantha Joel with scienceofrelationships.com. Samantha makes some really valid points. I'm sure most of us can agree 
that we've been in past relationships where we held on longer than we would have liked or contemplated over and over again how we were going to break up with our partner. I'll admit, that was me in pretty much every former relationship I was ever in. I remember always experiencing some sort of guilt when dealing with a breakup because I hated the thought of hurting the other person's feelings. I think we just need to remind ourselves that if we are truly not interested in someone and our ideals don't align, that we are actually doing everyone involved a favor by breaking it off early. It may not be easy, but in the end, everyone will be happier in the long run. So thank you to Science of Relationships for letting us share this insightful post with you today. We always enjoy hearing from guest authors. And for those of you who may be wondering, Samantha's research examines how people make decisions about their romantic relationships. For example, what sort of factors do people take into consideration when they try to decide whether to pursue a potential date, invest in a new relationship, or break up with a romantic partner? And again, please let us know if there's a certain topic that you'd like me to cover here on OLD Relationships. You can share your topic ideas with us right at oldpodcast.com. We look forward to hearing them. And that's all I've got for episode 186. Thank you so much for joining me, and I hope to see you again tomorrow with a post from lovesagame.com, where your optimal life awaits. Hello, Life Optimizer. This is Justin Mollick, creator and producer of this podcast, but also Optimal Living Daily, the show where I read to you from even more blogs covering finance, productivity, minimalism, personal development, and more from incredible bloggers like Derek Sivers, Zen Habits, Mark and Angel, The Minimalists, and all the ones you hear on this show too. So if you enjoyed today's episode and like taking amazing blogs on the go, come on over to Optimal Living Daily and subscribe to that one too. And together, we'll start optimizing your life. You've been listening to Optimal Living Daily. Be sure to hit the subscribe button to stay up to date on each new episode and head to oldpodcast.com. That's oldpodcast.com for a free gift as well as more actionable tips and resources to help you maximize your potential. Thanks for joining us. And remember, your optimal life awaits.